Things are going to start happening to me now. You've done all the reading. You're a scholar. You're a professor. You've done all the reading. You've done the intellectual heavy lifting. Or less, eat shit and die. You wouldn't know a fact if it begged you all night long. want to, like, um, you know, give the wrong impression, because I am... I, I am very high. F***ing ran up behind him with a hatchet. Smash, smash, smash. Yeah, care. I'm a libertarian. What I'm getting is... Did why? you vote for Joe Jorgensen or Trump? Who? That's Joe the, Jorgensen? That was the perfect answer. Thank you. <laughs> that was... Hello, everybody. Tyler Yonke. Libertarian podcast review, going solo, Saturday afternoon, got a few people coming in. Uh, I'm, I've decided, I don't necessarily know what to do about this guy, this RFK junior guy. So we're going to do a little bit of a breakdown and see, oh, Shannon, let's go. Yeah. So hang on the ride for me. So what I'm going to do, I don't know if the, the long or not, but, um, and, and we'll start right off here with, with adding this. Dave Smith just uh, interviewed uh, Robert f kennedy jr and he puts up here rfk is sharing pieces from lou rockwell's site yes he did uh promoting bitcoin says free markets are the answer to climate change opposes funding the war in ukraine and opposing all vaccine mandates he's got to be the most libertarian democrat i've ever seen uh, yeah it, completely true and I, and I just put here the jailing of climate denial might be a problem still what's your bitcoin going to do when you're locked up right so uh, look, and, and I got some crazy because here's the the next thing about me um, on this one, which is, um, it's time for the libertarians or whatever. It's fine, bring these people on, join forces with the little things we have in common, but stop platforming them where they use you, and go on. And then and you know Dave Smith, I've tried to find it today and I can't quite find it. He did a comment a while ago with Robbie on his part of the problem podcast. And he's talking about the Dave Rubin types who are saying the left left me. And so now I'm with the right. The problem with all those people is then they have a spot in the new right or wherever they're at. And they tend to move that party in the direction that they want it to go. Right. So now you have the Michael Malice quote, you know, uh, Republican or the GOP is just the uh, progressivism moving the speed at the speed limit whatever that that thing it's just 10 years behind in that process and part of that is because these people come in you get all excited about them and next thing you know uh they're moving the party so at what point fine I, i'm i'm uh, caitlin johnstone she's another one anti-war stuff perfectly fine she's horrible uh on uh economics so rfk same thing we're gonna take a little bit of a dive in here and we're gonna see because there are some problems he's had and so i want to be fair to him but i'm also I, I just listened to dave's interview with him and a little disappointed because you could you can ask him some questions let's let's talk about this he says here and i, and I know he's he's kind of pushed back on his thing but he did say we're gonna jail climate deniers so uh now if he's going back against it you you got to be unambiguous unequivocal about your take on now uh, like RFK wanted a gun-free zone. Yes, and we're going to get to that. We're going to play several clips. Uh, he wants a gun-free zone to hear him speak. At, that's at Porkfest, I believe. So that'll be an interesting one. So what I'm going to do here first, I'm, I, I want to um, uh, remove that from the screen, Tyler. We're going to first start. I just saw this here, and I thought it was really interesting. Um, Pete Quinones, free man beyond the wall. I'm going to read his sub stack that he just posted up. This is about James Lindsay Lindsay. And I think it's, it, it would keep this in mind when I read this. And then we're going to meet, read the Matt Welch article from reason taking down RFK <clears throat> and uh, some of the problems that the right and the left, it, once again, don't, don't, don't subvert yourself to their whims and everything you have just because they agree with you on this one thing and that they are, uh, more popular. Okay. RFK, he's an intellectual, he's an elite, but he's an elite because his, fa his father, his uncle, his grandfather, they had money. They were kind of crooked and whatnot. So uh, just throwing that out there. Uh, okay. So let's start here. Uh, why do, why do right wingers kiss leftist asses by Peter R. Quinones, May 19th, 2023. 
This Substack post was inspired by a tweet by author and anti-woke professor James Lindsay. If you don't know who Lindsay is, it's because you've seen him. If you know who he is, it's because you've seen him on Tucker and various right-wing and libertarian shows and podcasts. Glenn Beck, for instance. Uh, he is the author of several books with the titles like Race Marxism, The Marxification of Education, and Counter Woke Craft. He's also been on with uh, Thaddeus Russell and uh, maybe, probably Tom Woods as well. Uh, they killed Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> yes, they did. Uh, we'll, we'll get to some of that. Uh, some may ask, so what's wrong with that? He's providing valuable knowledge about the character of the woke mob that you won't find anywhere else. If that's a response, you'd be wrong. Paul Gottfried has been writing about this phenomenon for over 30 years. His two books, After Liberalism in 1999 and Multiculturalism in Politics of Guilt 20, uh, 2002, address the same subjects Lindsay talks about. Lindsay is a leftist, full stop. He explains this in a tweet he, why he uses A as his middle initial when his actual middle name starts with an S. James Lindsay, conceptual James on Twitter said, oh yeah, the I, I was writing atheist leftist books in the conservative Christian South and decided a thin veneer of pseudonym might help keep me safer at the time. The A stands for not next to S on the keyboard. Okay. Uh, LOL, just in case conservatives got mad at me for being a leftist and atheist, and now the leftists have me all figured out. Uh, four smiley faces. By the way, he should be shot, uh, metaphorically speaking, just for uh, saying that. Uh, we got some more chiming in here. Subversive with Justin Donald. He's a gun-grabbing eco-terrorist who already killed one wife. <laughs> He's just a DOA uh, off a bridge short of winning Ch Chappaquiddick triathlon. Uh, could, could be Justin. Uh, once again, we're going to walk through some of this stuff and this is, this is part of my thing. You know, I know Justin's kind of left, I don't know where you are with the, the libertarian party. It doesn't matter actually. So, um, for me, I'm in there. I'm not in there. I don't know. Uh, the point of it is I left like the Republican party as an example, when, when the Trump came on and, and by the way, it just scales come off my eyes, but I'm like, you're taking this guy on. This is, the, <laughs> this is the, the sound person you have. Cause you just want to win or whatever. And I, I get it. I get all that. But we're going to dive into some of this stuff. Okay. Uh, Pete continues, that is information straight from the horse's mouth. He's anti-woke. So what? Why do right-wingers flock to Lindsay when someone on their own team, Paul, Paul Gottfried, put in the work for them decades before Lindsay? That is a question I want to try to answer. I believe it starts with the thought process of the right-winger. If information comes from a fellow right-winger, it is not as legitimate as a leftist doing the same, even if the leftist still advocates for issues against the right-winger's interest. Right-wingers will parade the leftist as if he's a convert, while if the leftist is true to their values, he's hiding a knife behind his back. Once you understand that's what right-wingers are doing, it's impossible to unsee. I, I say it's the same with left. It's just the, the person has been converted to your side. Now they are... This newfound, uh, by the way, black people get treated this way in the conservative movement all the time. So you get a black person come over. Now he's the, the vaunted whatever. And not, not, ever, not all of them are, um, you know, Thomas Sowell. So uh, I'm of the opinion that the reason why many right-wingers ignore Paul Godfrey is and rush to someone like James Lindsay is because they most likely consider Godfrey to be even further to the right on the political spectrum than they are or have succumbed to the leftist device of considering anyone on their right as a Nazi. Think about that for a second. I'm not sure about that. Uh, if I'm correct to my, in my assessment, and I believe I am, how can anyone argue that social engineering isn't essentially when it comes to controlling the masses think, what the masses think? Uh, not only consciously, but subconsciously. The implications of this are enormous. Let's further consider what solutions a leftist like James Lindsay may present for defeating the woke mob. If you are instinctive, if you instinctively know his solutions are off and would rather work in real life, maybe he knows that the only answer to solve the woke problems comes from the right and is counter to his core values. I recently had Paul Gottfried on my podcast, and it was probably a gut punch for a lot of people when he said that he believes the only solution to the woke mob is right wing authoritarianism. Many on the right accepted Paul's opinion and agreed. I certainly did. That's, that's Pete saying that. Uh, however, I'm sure many have brought into the leftist solution that Lindsay has suggested do not agree with Paul. Simply put, the woke problem from, came from the left. It's not surprising that a man of the left like Lindsay can diagnose the problem, but is the answer to the woke issue more leftism? Uh, isn't that what you would expect a man of the left to offer? 
This is actually a lot more than I intended to type, blah, blah, blah. Have a punch. Okay, have a good weekend. Uh, so look, I, I don't necessarily, I don't agree with the part um, to say that uh, more left or right authoritarianism is the answer either. Okay. I'm just, I'm just saying that it, it's an interesting thing that Pete brought up here of you glom onto someone has your one little thing that you're, you're railing against. Uh, they're good with that, but then they're horrible on a lot of other things and they'll just, the right will ignore it for that. And what does that person do? They permeates this in the, the whole movement, it, their whole side. And next thing you know, you're, you're, you're accepting a lot of things he says because he's so good on these woke things. Um, Justin says, I'm going out of my way to make sure he's so uncomfortable. I'm renaming the field outside the talk, the grassy knoll, and <laughs> an open carry rally to protest his uh, presence. Oh, good for you. Um, yeah. Okay. And, and he's talking about RFK at the uh, pork fest thing. Um, let's go now. And, and so there, there's that. So RFK comes now. I have, I have a, not a history with him, but I'm, I'm well averse of, to who he is and his whole situation, uh, the 1990s 19, and the early 2000s, I used to listen to a talk show guy, uh, Michael Medved, um, right winger, and he actually had worked for RFK's father, and he was in the building when uh, Sirhan Sirhan killed him, okay? So he had a familial connection, a smart guy, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but he would have RFK on several times, and they would talk, and, you know, so I could, I knew his views. He's, a, he's an affable guy. I mean, you can see that with when he goes on with um, the, the two Jackman brothers, um, you know, he'll, he'll talk to a lot of people. I mean, as best he's can talk, uh, but and he goes on with Dave, a nice guy. He has your conversations back and forth, but he said some things over the years that I just cringed with. And I was always glad one that his uh, cousin, George, uh, wasn't anywhere around. Cause you know, the, the country loves to talk about this whole, you know, dynasty that's up there, the, the Kennedys, uh, you had Ted, which was just an awful person. Then you have RFK that would just spew in some horrible uh, stuff with uh, climate, and we'll get into some of that. Uh, so it's a little disturbing to see him kind of making this resurgence. The the, the vaccine stuff, I'm, I'm probably fine with. Uh, so uh, we'll go to some more comments here. Justin says, uh, while RFK was preaching his anti-vax, he held a party that required proof of vaccination or negative tests within 24 hours. Did that. I haven't heard about that. That's hilarious. Uh, minder, no, it's not live. Uh, he's a charlatan and a drifter waiting for Andy. Uh, Andy is out. I think he's on dates. Um, so uh, Minder also says his worst stance is the vax one. He's not anti-vax enough. Okay, I could be. You know, I, I, I accept it. Uh, I, do, I haven't taken. Look, he's hard to listen to. Okay. That's part of the problem you get in here. And for me, like I just indicated, uh, I've got this history of knowing a lot about him and hearing him over the years. I'm not interested in his points of view so just like the whole thing that um, Pete brought up there, you've got Paul Gottfried. Wonderful. He's been doing this for years. Why do we need James Lindsay? You have all these people, uh, Bhattacharya, all these other people that have been doing it. Now, they're going to say because uh, RFK is more famous and whatnot. So there you go. Okay, fine. But maybe you use him rather than him using you. So let's, let's keep going here. So uh, look, we there's a lot of people that have problems with uh, Reason Magazine, okay? Oh, they're, they always take the, the point of the, the lefties, right? And, okay, so Matt Welch comes out here, and he puts a pretty scathing article about RFK. And you look at the comments, maybe I should, and, and the comments on Twitter uh, of people going after him. And I'm like, oh, wait, for the, for the first time, you've actually got a guy uh, or, or Reason is, is kind of like shooting down the lefties, right? They're not siding with the lefties. And, and look, there can be reasons as to why maybe you've got some ulterior motives. They want Biden. I don't know what it is. I'm just saying I don't think that Matt Welch is necessarily doing a disservice here. Okay? So, look, glad you're all here. But we're going to take time to actually read this through. Uh, you're going to have to suffer with me reading. Uh, <laughs> I do need to get glasses. I used to have eye surgery. I did have eye surgery. My eyes are going now. And I can tell that it's, it's given me a problem while I read. So, but anyway, the enemy of your enemy is not your friend. He's a guy who might want to throw you in jail. The very strange new respect for authoritarian Democrat, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. And by the way, uh, let's, let's talk real quick here. He, he was on with Dave Smith. Uh, just listened to the podcast. It's, it's a good podcast. Dave did a good job as far as like 
um, having a conversation with him, but I, w- I felt a little lacking. One, uh, they talked about a lot of things that uh, there was nothing new. It was uh, some vaccine stuff. Okay, uh, you're mistreated by the media. Uh, RFK said he's running because he, no one will listen to him, but he's millions off of his, and so that's not really good. Um, story time with Tyler. Thank you, uh, Shannon. Um, a few other things he says there. He starts out by saying he's oh, he's he was got running for president because uh, the left has always been anti-war. And I'm like, well, let's, no, that's not true. And then he talks about (laughs) uh, FDR and he's going on and on about FDR and how he, you know, he fought the Nazis and he fought the commies. And I'm like, wait, we were in war with him. You just said they never are against war, but you know, that's the good wars. So whatever. So there was a little bit of confusion in that. And then he kept going over and over. I know it's his uncle, uh, but you're, you're, be your own man. Okay. Stop talking about uh, JFK. Uh, and he said, you know, JFK didn't, wouldn't have done this. We don't know. Okay, the Vietnam, we don't know about all those situations. Did the CIA kill him? We'll just let that go. Okay, let's get into this now. Uh, ever since the 69-year-old conspiratorial activist. Okay, now, now, Matt, you don't need to necessarily go down all of these routes of, of just denigrating him. He's a bit conspiratorial. I get it, but there's a lot of people. Uh, Trump's more conspiratorial. Biden, I would say Biden's more conspiratorial than a lot of these people. He just said white supremacist is, supremacy is the worst uh, ter- domestic issue we have to deal with. Right? That's it, He's not more conspiratorial. Uh, possibly so. Um, let's uh, adjust it here. Um, RFK is the most right-wing Democrat today, and I'm cool with it. Maybe it'll push the Democrats to the right a bit. Obviously, nowhere near as right-wing as we are. I, look, by the way, perfectly fine. And, and so, I, personally, I am glad he's right. And these are these are kind of the infra- – this is why I'm like, is he a big effing deal or is he a what the fuck? Um, and how do we want to be treated with this? Because – Here's what's going to happen. You let this guy come in. Next thing you know, I, I just, and I'll get to some Twitter stuff, but there was a guy that said, oh, I'd voted for Trump and I did this, but I'm going to vote for him now. And I'm like, that's my point. Yeah, so you're, you're, you're moving the, I, I don't know, you're joining them. And why don't we ever have the power? It's always like, oh yeah, come on, come on, come into my house. Uh, you want to, you want to do my wife? Sure. But we agree on some things. I mean, come on people. That's, that's uh, that, and that's my whole point. Okay. Push them back. Stop letting these people use you. Stop being, oh, Caitlin Johnstone, she's good on war. And then she uh, she says capitalism is like the worst thing ever. It's like, uh, okay, what? <laughs> why, are we, why are we joining hands with these people? Okay. Uh, I, be- I barely read one sentence here. Uh, nomination last week. A curious new category has appeared among the com- commentariat, libertarians, and a right of center journalists expressing strange new respect for a Hugo Chavez admiring scion of the establishment who has serially fantasized about throwing his political opponents in jail. Um, yeah, so uh, Hugo Chavez, we'll talk about that one in a little bit. I'm quite certain that I've never heard a more erudite speech in any political context. Enthused Brownstone Institute uh, President Jeffrey Tucker. Uh, yeah, he might have been choked off with his bow tie a little too tight on that one. After attending Kennedy's announcement rally as... Quote, as a Democrat, he must be bad on all sorts of things, tweeted anti-war Scott Horton. Yeah, but not the ones that matter the most. Uh, see, and then this is my problem. And I know Dave says this as well. Um, this is the most important matter. Um, okay, I get it. Ukraine's a, an important matter and war is an important matter and people are dying. But to me, the most important thing is my life and my kids. Okay, so um Eh, maybe it's maybe it's uh, putting me in jail uh, for for having thoughts that you don't like. Uh, maybe it's uh, economics are a real big deal to me and taxes. Those are, maybe those are the most important things to me. I get it. I you know Scott anti-war. That's that's all fine. I get that. But the the most important things to you are not always the most important things to me. Uh, Jimmy Dore he thinks uh, you know mandatory health care for everyone is the most important thing. Anyway, that's where we are. As a Democrat, he must be bad on all sorts of things. Uh, we just said that. Bravo, Godspeed, hero. Okay, please. Tablet, a publication that is usually known for boosting overheated analogies to murderous 20th century totalitarians, gave RFK Jr. an 18,000-word valentine with such soft-toss questions about his previous controversial statements like terming the impact from childhood vaccine uh, holocaust as uh, you activated an automated outrage machine that was looking for a gotcha. 
The new Kennedy Curious are intrigued by the rabble rousers potential to disrupt an otherwise rubber stamped democratic primary. Sure. But also by him having the right enemies, the media, the military industrial complex, and most of all, a political class that backed COVID-19 lockdowns and mandates. Yeah. Just as Donald Trump, quote, just as Donald Trump retrieved political themes from the deep past of a Republican Party, National Review's Michael Brendan Doherty mused, so it must be that a Democrat should come along and try to revive left-leaning skepticism of the government and corporate power to denounce crony capitalism, censorship, and the CIA to boot, unquote. Recasting RFK Jr. as a foe of censorship, a potential tamer of government requires ignoring what he has been doing and imagining things he'll never be. Among a lifelong, a lifetime of eyebrow-raising public activities, Bobby Kennedy's son has repeatedly egged on government to punish those who disagree with his idiosyncratic understandings of science. True. Uh, here he is in September 2014 interview, for example, arguing the billionaire industrial philanthropist political donors Charles Koch and his then still alive brother David Koch, both of whom donated to Reason Foundation over the years, should be in jail and join three hots in a cot at the Hague with all the uh, try to do it like him, like all the other war criminals, and that politicians who agree with the Kochs about global warming are contemptible human beings of whom he wished that there was a law that he can punish them under. Yeah, so, I mean, look, and, and then so I got, yo, where's my sidekick? Um, I, I sent a message. I think he's he's got a date. Um, he sent me some pictures of who, and uh, <laughs> Andy's doing fine, I think. Uh, let's wish him some luck. Um, how about a little bit of applause for Andy? I hope it doesn't end like a... All right, there you go. Uh, I did ask him to come on, but uh, we'll see. Uh, so what were we talking about? Oh, yeah. So you, you've got, look, at, at what point, if he's going to, and, and someone on Twitter, because I made that little comment and, and under Dave's thing, and they got a lot of hate there. Uh, one person's like, dude, he never said that climate deniers should be jailed. So, of course, I send him this this link. Uh, to this video, which we'll play here. Uh, and then the guy's like, no, 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 you're misunderstanding it. He wants, you know, Coke and he wants the industrials who are polluters. And I'm like, D you're still, <laughs> he's talking about literally jailing people he doesn't agree with. And that's the point. And it's for thoughts. It's not for necessarily, he talks about deniers. So, uh, okay, maybe you, you could go after a polluter, but he just said there's no law and there's plenty of laws to go after people with, with the EPA and pollution. So he actually means, and he says denial in here. So that's to me part of the problem. And, and by the way, you can, you can, uh, why is he good on, on vaccines? Because that's an issue that he cares about, right? So he's doesn't, he's not a principled person. I, this is my thinking on it. And after seeing this now he's come back and we're going to play some clips where he's, he's kind of disowned this in a sense. But um, if this is the way he felt at one point, then he needs to be really unambiguous about how he feels now. And if he has an idea that he was willing to jail people for their thoughts before, why is uh, vaccines okay now? Because that's his that's his big deal. Okay, so let's keep going. After this lock em up interview, drew criticism, including from National Review's Charles C. W. Cook, uh, who described it as a sure sign of mental imbalance and a gold leafed invitation to be uh, quietly excluded from society. Yeah, and I would say if you have that kind of mentality with vaccines, you're similar. Uh, Kennedy came out with a clarification, removing from his prosecutorial crosshairs most of the individual climate deniers, but stressing his, that corporations which deliberately, purposely, malicely, and systematically sponsor climate lies should be given the death penalty. Now, uh, that Urkel guy that goes back and forth with Dave all the time, he he didn't like Dave's tweet either, and he's like, um, you know, he put this quote up and he kind of, you know, to shush. And I'm like, yeah, perfectly fine. I'm, I'm with you there. Uh, then he got mad and said, ah, this is actually a, a bad thing because the best, most libertarian uh, Democrat is actually Polis from uh, <laughs> from Colorado. And I'm like, dude, you, you had it. You were so close. And then you had that's because you think Polis is is where we should be. You're probably upset at you don't like Kennedy because he's maybe too siding with the right and maybe is too libertarian. So then you go for Polis, which is another piece of shit. And, and reason has problems with that, too. Uh, OK, so let's keep going here. How would one pull off such a thoroughly trample, thorough, uh, thoroughgoing, never heard that, uh, trample of the First Amendment uh, through the uh, sponsor? Oh, death, I just want to make sure I didn't. Um, 
missed that. Okay, yeah, we were there. Uh, through the bold and vigorous exertions of government law enforcement, state attorneys general who have particularly potent glands and the will resolve in viscera to stand up to the dangerous and duplicitous corporate propaganda. Please, people, why do you write like this? Kennedy wrote in a piece headlined, Jailing Climate Deniers. Okay, we'll have to actually click on that. Uh, let's click there. Let's open that up for a little look at that. Could annul the character Chargers of these uh, mercenary merchants of deceit and then withdrew state operating authority from the soulless nationless oil companies that have sponsored big lie campaigns and forced them to sell their in-state assets. Oh, that sounds horrible. I'm, I'm, no offense, uh, but that doesn't do you. Okay, so maybe you don't want to climb. And by the way, when you're writing, if, you're, if your um, whole attitude there is, I want to be William F. Buckley and how I write, and I just have a thesaurus that I just, what's this word? And I'm going to use a different word that sounds much better. Go fuck yourself. Uh, I mean, how's Cole ever supposed to get through stuff like this? He then uh, helpfully provided a kill list, Coke Industries, <laughs> ExxonMobil, and the American Petroleum Institute, of course, plus Cato, Cato Institute. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of on board there. Heritage Foundation, Cooler Heads Coalition, Global Climate Coalition, American Legislative Executive. Exchange Council, AELC, Americans for Prosperity, Heartland Institute, Committee for Constructive Tomorrow, the CFACT, George C. Marshall Institute, State Policy Network, Competitive Enterprise Institutes, that's CEI, and American Enterprise Institute, AEI. So uh, some libertarian and libertarian adjacent uh, groups there. These front groups, he charged, are snake pits for sociopaths, Kennedy's denunciations of his political adversaries, then, now, and a quarter century ago, have been nothing if not florid. Alas, this episode was not some momentary anti-speech glitch in RFK Jr.'s otherwise civil libertarian matrix. At Al Gore's 2007 Live Earth Rally in New Jersey, he urged the audience to, quote, get rid of all these rotten politicians that we have in Washington, D.C., who are nothing more than corporate toadies for companies like Exxon and Southern Company these villainous companies that consistently put their private financial interest ahead of American interest and ahead of interest of all humanity. This is treason, and we need to start treating them as traitors now. Now, look, uh, we have many libertarians that talk similar about uh, politicians all the time. The problem is his, who he wants out is probably uh, Thomas Massey, right, or those kind. Now, there's, I, I, I'm not going to th – this part, Matt Welch, you're not, you're not really snagging me with that one. Okay. And then, and then you do the typical, here's what uh, treason means. Treason in the United States is punishable by death. Okay. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, we just saw that with the Durham report. No one's getting put to death here. Uh, so come on, Matt. Uh, in his 2014 interview, Kennedy wished such a prosecution on the Kochs. Do I think the Koch brothers are treasonous? Yes, I do. At least when it comes to notorious coal executive Don Blankenship in 2009, RFK Jr. limited his reference sentencing to... Jail for all of eternity. Yet in 2023, Kennedy can plausibly claim, to those with short memories, the mantle of anti-censorship. Yeah, that's it. this is a good point. He, he does go on there and he complained about the censorship stuff with ABC, where the lady's like, look, uh, I asked him this question. You can't listen to what his actual answer is. Now, you could always see everything out there. So he does get to try to say, oh, you know. And by the way, Dave made a good point. He's like, look, the way that the media treats Trump made me kind of, want to pull for him and he's like it's kind of the same that's happening with you i get that the the covet stuff was uh, a bit much okay um yet can plausibly claim short made the mantle of anti-censorship for having been on the receiving end of big social media's often government pressured a pandemic speech policing policing sorry he was banned from instagram in 20 uh, february 2021 for quote for repeatedly sharing debunked claims about the coronavirus or vaccines Unquote. And his anti-vaccine mandate nonprofit Children's Health Defense was similarly booted from Instagram, Facebook in 2022. See, and that's a problem to me. That 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 was because we all endured that uh, during COVID times. He published and, and and they're wrong. Uh, he published a book last year called A Letter to Liberals: Censorship and COVID: An Attack on Science and American Ideals. As Tablet's David Samuels wrote in one of the many pieces, uh, eye-popping passages, at this point, the fact that Robert Kennedy, F. Kennedy uh, is the country's leading conspiracy theorist alone qualifies him to be president. Okay, I don't really understand that one, but uh, yeah, fine. I, I'm, I'm down with it. 
So is the enemy of your enemy your friend? Depends on your tolerance for unlikely conspiracy theories and your comfort level in Kennedy's proposed punishments for the alleged perpetrators. Where Jeffrey Tucker sees an orator with a command of facts, history, and issues motivated both by, quote, truth-telling in an age of nonstop lies, unquote, and a genuine urge to heal the political divide, I see someone whose presentation of facts, including grave accusations of criminality, have been repeatedly and persuasively found lacking. When Kennedy alleged in a long 2006 Rolling Stone piece that the 24, 20, 2004 presidential election was stolen, for example, he accused, but, and, and all the YouTube censors, um, I'm reading him. I'm not talking about Trump saying that because we can't say the Trump election is stolen. Uh, RFK is saying the 24, 2004 election was stolen. Okay. He accused the GOP of outright fraud and of employing a wide range of illegal and unethical tactics to fix the election. Unquote, particularly in the critical swing state of Ohio, election fraud is a serious federal crime, one that the Republican Party in this case was not guilty of, according to assessments of RFK Jr.'s case, U.S. News and World Report, Cleveland Magazine, and Salon.com. Yeah, Uh, wrote Farhad Manju. In the latter, I scoured his Rolling Stone article for some novel story or statistic or theory that would prove finally that George W. Bush was not the true victor. But nothing here is new. If you do read Kennedy's article, be prepared to machete your way through numerous errors and interpretations and his deliberate omission of key bits of data. Sounds like he's just a solid attorney. Actually, I'm kidding. Uh, In the long 2003 Atlantic article describing the murder conviction of his cousin, Michael Skakel. Now, here we go, uh, uh, Justin, if you're still there. For the brutal golf club beating... (laughs) Golf club beating. Sorry to laugh. A teenager, Martha Moxley of Greenwich, Greenwich, Connecticut, as a media lynching and a miscarriage of justice. <clears throat> Kennedy said the state's case had been uh, would have been stronger against a mentally ill drifter. In his 2016 book, Framed: Why Michael Skakel Spent Over a Decade a Decade in Prison for a Murder He Didn't Commit, Kennedy straight up accused two other men, one black, oh shit, and the other mixed race. Oh, what race was that? What if it was like a German and Russian? It's not. Of having committed the murder uh, as visiting teenagers from a lower Manhattan because they were, quote, obsessed with Moxley's beautiful blonde hair. Oh, let's take a picture. And so decided to go caveman on her. And by the way, um, I think I, I think this is true. Um, I'm trying to remember the guy's name. He was the police detective of the O.J. Simpson uh, who got railroaded for some racial stuff. Uh uh, Furman, Mark Furman. I think he wrote a book about this Skakel and was, because uh, he started doing true crime books and stuff. And I think he, he really, he has a definitive book uh, kind of countering. It was one of those cases up there. There's nothing as devastating as being called a murderer. One of them said in 2016 to reporter Le- Le- Leonard Levitt, who's reported on the case extensively. I keep my curtains drawn so people can't look inside. I can't sit out in my backyard. My wife gets physically sick sick whenever this comes up. I don't want to hear anyone with a camera. I don't want to be near anyone with a camera. Retorted RFK, let them sue me. In his detailed takedown of framed, Levitt concluded, where is it written that a person of privilege and entitlement with a famous name can write lies about innocent people without consequences? Um, Yeah, well, they they should have sued him. Kennedy's readiness to embrace Baroque explanations for seemingly legit adjudicated events extends to the assassinations of his own father. He doesn't think Sirhan Sirhan did it much to his family's chagrin. Who cares what his family thinks? Uh, this despite the Palestinian communist admissions of responsibility <laughs> and expressions of remorse, including to Kennedy himself over the years. Bobby Jr. believes the culprit was the late Thane Eugene Caesar, a right-wing, probably racist, rented bodyguard at the scene who was, quote, also an CIA asset. Kennedy told Tablet. RFK Jr.'s tentative new cheering section on the right typically makes a rhetorical move to reducing his critics to anti-vaxxers, anti-anti-vaxxers, sorry, who feel anger at how he has discredited their cherished lockdown liberalism. For instance, the American uh, spectator Daniel J. Flynn wrote, Journalists representing outfits with the strongest ties to the Biden administration look upon his quixotic bid as a real threat and act accordingly. In headlines, he morphed from a man into an anti-vaccine activist and vaccine critic. A headline in the New York Times on the eve of his announcement 
read Robert F. Kennedy soon to announce his White House run sows doubt about vaccines. Democrats in their headlines demonstrate the degree to which the party's cult of Kennedy became a cult of COVID. Matt Welch goes on, why, yes, a man with a vaccine-skeptical nonprofit and a best-selling 2021 book titled The Real Anthony Fauci, Bill Gates, Big Pharma, and the Global War on Democracy and Public Health might indeed be described in journalistic shorthand as a vaccine critic. But as above examples, his past quarter century of public life and his daily behavior on the campaign trail illustrate Kennedy is above all an activist who makes totalizing and non-infrequently bizarre statements about the awesome malevolence of power of whatever forces he is lining up against. So though there are a handful of obvious and multi-sourced reasons why Fox News decided to part ways with Tucker Carlson, RFK quickly found the real killer. Fox fires Tucker Carlson five days after he crosses the red line by acknowledging that the TV networks pushed a deadly and ineffective vaccine to please their pharma advertisers. He tweeted, Carlson's breathtaking, courageous April 19th monologue broke TV's two biggest rules. Tucker told the truth about how greedy pharma advertising controlled TV news content, and he lambasted ambiguous newscasters for promoting jabs they knew to be lethal and worthless. Robert Kennedy Jr.'s candidacy is already a more serious proposition than those of former President Donald Trump, would-be 2020 challengers Bill Weld, Mark Sanford, and Joe Walsh. In two national polls released Thursday, RFK Jr. averaged 20% with the fringe 2020 Democrat candidate Marianne Williamson, ugh, clocking in at an impressive, uh, for her, 8.5. Surely incumbent Joe Biden has significantly less hold on the party's elaborate than Trump did, uh, electorate, sorry, than Trump did on his. Most likely the recognizable last name hasn't hurt Kennedy and for someone, as someone four square in favor of more political competition, I'm heartened to see old Joe get a run for his money. It would take more than semi-alignment on a couple issues to get me excited about anyone who has ever suggested countering political speech with prison. Okay, so, um, yeah, let's see. Did, we, did I miss anything here? Um, golf club beating studio audience laughter. Yes, sorry about that. Uh, Spud's in the chat. So Shannon, come and take it. I swear, Justin, you make better fun uh, and worthwhile. Okay. Hi, Justin. Yeah. Okay. Um, so look, there's, there's a few problems I have with this article. Um, one, I, I, it's, it's frustrating to see how, um, I get what you're doing there and, and I don't, and I, not a fan of talking about someone where you just kind of call them names as conspiracy theorists and then you don't have to listen to anything else they say. There's plenty out there, and he, he ends it correctly about, you know, uh, basically criminalizing p- political speech. You're exactly right. Uh, but I don't know that all the conspiracy stuff, because there's Joe, Joe Biden's crazy. Everyone's crazy. There's a lot of crazy motherfuckers out there, okay? And so uh, to get some of this where um, you try to tie it in there and make him like we shouldn't even pay attention because he maybe i mean look you're gonna you're gonna laugh at him because he thinks maybe that his uncle was killed by the cia and if that happened maybe his dad was now i don't think his dad was a great guy i just listened to we the fifth uh, podcast it's matt welch who wrote this for a reason um um michael moynihan who i'm going to get to on the next one here and Camille Foster, and they were uh, they had Eli Lake on there, and he had done a the breakdown of Bobby Kennedy, and he's like he's a cop. I mean, this guy was really bad. He did he did all the work that you needed to for um, what's the the guy for the, the head runs for the CIA. He's like he was not a good guy, and and neither was uh, JFK. And you know you just hear the 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 interview with Dave, and Dave, what are you going to do about it? Um, you're not going to rip his uncle, but his uncle is a piece of shit too. And, you know, you try to lionize him and that's the problem. This, all this, I didn't grow up. I had, I was lucky enough that my family didn't uh, think highly of them. So um, I never got into that mode. Um, so there you go with that. Um, let's, uh, let's look here. Jay, this was his, I don't know that I want to play much of this one, but uh, this was Robert F. Kennedy wrote this in 2014. Jaylene, um, Jalen climate deniers. Um, I didn't read, I don't want to read this whole thing because this, his writing is, is too much. So I don't think I'm going to go there, but let's play the clip of him actually saying that he wanted to do that. Maybe we'll get to that one. Um, where did it go? Um, okay. Hang on. Hang on. Got it here somewhere. 
Okay, here we go. Uh, let's go back to the Reason article. I think we could play it from there. Got it. Hang on. This is this is what happens when you don't have a producer, Andy. When, when Andy stops uh, coming to the show. Okay, let's see. RFK. There we go. Okay, people. I don't know. This might be only in one ear, though. I think they should be in jail. I think they should be enjoying. I think they should be in jail. I think they should be. No, he doesn't say who should be in jail, but I think he's talking about climate. Enjoying three hots and a cot at the Hague with all the other war criminals who are there. What about politicians, uh, people who deny, who express skepticism? They're selling out the public trust. And, you know, I think those guys who are doing the, the Koch brothers bidding and who are against all the evidence of the rational mind are saying that global warming doesn't exist, that they are contemptible human beings, and that, you know, I wish that there were a law you could punish them under. I don't think there's a, war, a law that you can punish those politicians under, but I, do I think the Koch brothers should be prosecuted for reckless endangerment? Absolutely. That's a criminal offense, and they ought to be serving time for it. Okay, I, I think that's that's pretty obvious there that he that's kind of a piece of shit type of <laughs> type of take, and that those uh, kind of on the, on the Twitter stuff today, going after um, they just don't really have much to, to to stand on. So I thought we'd look at this. So uh, Robert F. Kennedy, Hale Jr. You know the, the reason does this, and I, and I love our Keith Knight, but he's like, um, he had another one here. Did he take it down? Uh, oh, here we go. Good on preventing World War Three. Good on lockdown. Stop biting hands that feed. Uh, Keith, stop eating from from monsters. Don't don't let these monsters feed you. I mean, please. That's that sounds like a, a horrible thing to do. And and that is that's where I'm coming at from today, which is uh, we've got it. Yeah, it's weird seeing him in a t-shirt. Uh, we've got it once again. Use them instead of them using us. That's that's, that's kind of my hope and philosophy. Um, let's go to, I wanted to, he does do a, a break. And by the way, this chick, um, what's her name here? Kim Iverson. She's, she's, uh, I know people love her for some reason, but, um, she said some really weird stuff about, uh, abortion, whatever lady. So, um, let's see if we, uh, turn up the volume. This is like a four minute clip. Here. Um, where do you stand on climate policies that are being enacted right now? I, there is a difference between environmentalism and climate change. Where do you stand no. on all of that? And what types of policies do you support? The, the, the or climate, climate, the climate, climate issues and pollution issues are being exploited by, you know, the, the World Economic Forum and Bill Gates and all of these uh, big, you know, mega billionaires, the same way that COVID was exploited, uh, to use it as an excuse to clamp down top down totalitarian controls on society and to um, and then to give us engineering solutions. And if you look closely, as it turns out, the guys who are promoting those engineering solutions are the people who, who own the IPs, the patents for those solutions. Oh, it's a way, you know, it's there. It's being used. They've given climate Who's chaos been? a bad name, you know, because people now see that it's just another crisis that's being used to strip mine the wealth of the poor and to, you know, to enrich billionaires. And, uh, you know, I, I, for 40 years, have had the same policy on climate and engineering. You can go check my speeches from the 1980s. And I've said the most important solution for environmental issues, not top-down controls, is free market capitalism. You, we, it, and by that, the re, and what we have in this country now is not, Free market capitalism includes uh, jailing climate deniers. Not free market. It doesn't market sound capitalism. like the free market. It's corporate crony capitalism. It's capital. It's cushy kind of socialism for the rich and a, a brutal, barbaric, merciless capitalism for the poor. Environment. The free, a true free market promotes efficiency, and efficiency means the elimination of waste, and pollution is waste. In a true free market, you can't, uh, a, a true free market would require us to properly value our natural resources, and it's the undervaluation of those resources that cause us to use them wastefully. In a true free market, you can't make yourself rich without making your neighbors rich and without enriching your community. But what polluters do 
is they make themselves rich by making everybody else poor. They raise standards of living for themselves by lowering quality of life for the rest of us. And they do that by escaping the discipline of the free market. You show me a polluter, I'll show you a subsidy. I'll show you a fat cat using political clout to escape the discipline of the free market and force the public to pay its production costs. So, you know, in terms of carbon industry, all of the things that uh, people are trying to do to, you know, promote, to, to, to end carbon, we should be doing anyway. Because, you know, carbon means cutting down all of the mountains in West Virginia. It means, you know, we polluted 2,200 miles of rivers and streams in, in uh, Eastern Kentucky and West Virginia. Every, every freshwater fish in America now has mercury in its flesh from coal burning power plants. That is a theft from the public. The, uh, the, the waterways and lakes on the Appalachian, on the high Appalachian, every one of them is now sterilized from acid rain. We need to be reducing, if, if you, whether you believe in climate change or not, carbon-based climate change, we need to be reducing our dependence on carbon. Carbon receives globally about $5.2 trillion in subsidies a year. If you end those subsidies, carbon cannot compete against more efficient and cleaner energy sources. And that's what we should be doing. We should be ending subsidies for, for all for the carbon industry. And we should be using true free market capitalism and finding the most efficient sources of energy. Okay, I, a few comments there. One, he, he talks about how it's like the, the COVID stuff that's taken over and there's, there's grifters in a sense, really what he's saying there. So, but but I'm, you heard this, his comments before, uh, and you know what he's been about his whole life, or a lot of it is, is climate stuff. So uh, you've put this in place, Mr. Kennedy. I mean, this is your, Greta is your of demon spawn. I mean, you have enabled and, you you know, with that rally that he was, the video that we showed, they stopped all of New York for that. It was a massive traffic thing. He's been wide and written books. Uh, so a lot of that grifting stuff is because you've, Put matter of fact, you said they were all criminals, and you you shouldn't think differently. So it's hard to take now. And and by the way, that's what I'm saying. If you've changed your mind on that, I've changed my mind on politics and a bunch of stuff. Then you sure as hell need to be ex very explicit. And I would lead with those kind of things. But um, uh, JC says here, this is what the climate agenda has always been about. Uh, been since the beginning. Klaus Schwab, Maurice. Strong, etc., started this political campaign as a bludgeon for centrally planned globalism. It had nothing to do with the science. The science was manufactured uh, after the fact to support it. I, I believe that's correct. Uh, the, the never say anything about volcanic eruptions or water. <laughs> no. Um, right. So wh what about his some of his other... So he did share uh, a, an article uh, of Lou Rockwell. And so I want to give him hope. And because and, once again, I've changed. I just think it's important to not for him. I mean, if, if you're going to take this once again... Uh, does he say things like, I've always been this way. You've just misunderstood me or I've made some changes. So women shouldn't have cars change my mind. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to drive my kids and my, my two daughters and my, my wife around. They, they can get around themselves and God damn it. They're going to have a, a car to do it. Okay. Uh, Chauvinista, uh, at the EPA, according to, uh, this is Michael Moynihan. I don't know that I want to read this whole thing, but we'll go through it. According to Washington post, Barack Obama is looking at possibly a point. This is in 2008, Robert F. Kennedy head the environmental protection agency, according to similar uh, sources familiar with the process, though he is eyeing several other prominent environmentalists as well. Kennedy is well-known 2004 election conspiracy theorist. Okay. Let it go. Uh, who was under the impression we are all being held hostage in fascist America. Yeah. Don't let's not forget some of these outrages. <laughs> not that part. Ho hum. So would you be surprised to learn the RFK two is also a Chavarista? Of course not. Check out the video below to watch uh, the kook of Camelot argue in favor of the nationalization of oil companies and argue that Chavez is the only kind of quote Chavez only is the Quote, kind of leader my father and President Kennedy were looking for in Latin America. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yes, Bobby Kennedy, former tail gunner Joe McCarthy uh, staffer, and Jack Kennedy, who oversaw the invasion of Cuba, 
who would surely loved Hugo Chavez. Kennedy rambles through a litany of American sins in Latin America, both real and imagined. Some uh, School of the Americas, oligarchs, United Fruit, Chiquita Banana, etc., and exchanges in the logical fallacy that if one side had done some horrid things and could deny that, the, for example, the United States overthrew Jacob Arbenz, uh, the other guy must be battling for a more democratic future. Kennedy says that Chavez has built thousands of top-notch clinics, see here, here, and here, for a more realistic view of his health missions. Increased liter literacy by one, increased literacy by one million, false. See here, here is, quote, helping indigenous people by giving them rights for the first time in history, false, is, quote, doing real land reform, quote, by redistributing land that was not used. Uh, has overseen countless free and fair elections. Despite his coup monger past, he has never heard of the Tascon list or Henrique Capriles Radonsky. Oh, and of course, the United States uh, engineered the coup, kidnapped Chavez in 2022. Uh, the vi video, video's gone, so I can't see that. But um, that's uh, that's a little disturbing there. There you go, Chavista. He he was a uh, he was Chavez. He was a big fan of of him at the time too. Yeah, God damn it. Um, then someone wrote back to Michael Moynihan. We're not going to play that one. Uh, let's go to two. I do have some videos here I want to play. <clears throat> uh, let's see if we have uh, that one I already played. Let's go to we did the climate deniers. Let's see what he's like on trans surgery. Maybe, maybe we'll get some get some good stuff out of him here. Um, I mean, you know, there's always a hope, right, that um, he's uh, good on a few things. Okay, here he is with Megan Kelly. It's banned the medicalization of the trans issue for minors. No puberty blockers, no cross-sex hormones, and certainly no surgeries for minors who don't know what they're getting themselves into and who really, the, the studies show that maybe over 90%, it varies on the study, but I've seen it in a place from 72 to 98% of kids who left are left alone will grow out of any trans confusion and will revert back to their biological sex and gender with no problem. Um, where do you stand on that, the, the push to ban medicalization of this issue for minors? Uh, I think it should be banned without, certainly without parents' permission. I, I don't know enough about it, Megan, to make a, um, a, uh, you know, make a decision about whether it should be banned altogether. I just, I think without parents' permission, it would, should certainly be banned for the reasons that you just gave. Mm. Well, I'm telling you, it should be banned altogether. <laughs> you get, we can talk more about it later. But even with the parents' permission, the problem is that yeah, they're they're saying yes to having having girls have their breasts cut off at age 15. You know, these are some of these parents are kooks. And they've got an agenda and they've got sort of a belief that this is what's in the best interest of the child. And literally, they're chemically castrating boys and girls. If you go from puberty blockers to cross-sex hormones at a young age, you will never have an orgasm. You are rendering yourself, in most of these instances, sterile. So you will never have a child. Women chopping off their breasts who then have regrets will never breastfeed a child. I mean, it's just absolute. It's a, it's a monstrosity. That's my view. So you have to come over here if you want to get my vote. Okay, <laughs> go ahead. Good points. I just don't know. You know, I'd love to hear arguments on, on both sides, but you make a very, very compelling argument, Megan. Okay, so uh, let's go to guns. Let's see here if we can uh, go to the guns. Whoops. Uh, by the way, I, I think that's that's kind of how you need to do the interviews with him, in a sense, which is, hey, this is, this is kind of my deal. Uh, what, you know, you want to come over here, maybe... Uh, Maybe be part of that. Okay, so he's on with Mark Stein. Uh, this is evidently him saying some things about guns. I have not listened to this. We're, we're doing this together. Mark, with all these shootings, oh, there we go. You know, nobody is looking at the pharmaceutical contribution to that. You know, that the, the anecdotally, it appears that almost every one of these shooters were on SRIs or some other psychiatric drug. And there, you know, this is only happening in America, where all these people are, you know, are are taking these psychiatric drugs. We take four times as many as any other country in the West, the average European country. Yep. And, and there's no time in history. I mean, we've always had guns in this country. Switzerland had more guns per capita than we do, and you don't see that happening there. And, I, you know, I'm not defending all the guns everywhere, but I'm just saying um, something happened. Prior to the introduction of Prozac, 
these kind of those shootings yes were, were almost unknown and now they're you know they're an everyday affair and but nih will not study that because it will offend the pharmaceutical industry and it's something that you know we ought to be studying okay so i'm going to give him some credit there okay which is um and, and i'm sure he's worse on guns than just that but at least there he's he's you know it, it, it goes to a lot of things we have. And my favorite one is kind of like uh, the, the high cost of college education. Bernie Sanders uh, decides to, well, then we're just going to say it's free. But that's that you didn't solve the problem. Donald Trump is like, I'm going to administer better. No, the, the problem is back at the, the, the beginning, beginning, the government getting involved in loans. And if, if money is free and you have every and, and the way that those loans are given out, that's the point. Uh, turn off the hose at the spigot rather than trying to you know put it in your mouth and, and figure out some things like there. Uh, JC, once again, he said women shouldn't have cars. Changed my mind. And then he said, that's what Uber is for. Um, I'm not I'm not Crowder. Just I don't know what that says about anything. Um, okay, so that's what we had on guns. We had that uh, trans surgery, some climate denial, um, and I think we're we'll we'll be done with with that part. So I don't know what the answer is to RFK. Um, he did once again. He did share that uh, that little thing from um, Lou Rockwell. There's hope there. Uh, once again, I, I think the Megan Kelly and I, I kind of wish Dave had got into some of these other things to flesh out because you're not just gonna have him go on. Let, let's say he goes on with Hannity. Okay. Ugh, you're going to get any kind of mind changing on there. Hannity doesn't know economics. Um, you know, he, he, he just doesn't know what's going on. So I was wishing that Dave would kind of push him on a few things to see where he's at. You know, you flush these things out. You just say, oh, he's great on Bitcoin. He's good on the war. Or he's good on some other things. Okay, well, I get it. But if I'm in jail, how does Ross Ulbrich feel about the fact that uh, RFK is good on Bitcoin? He thinks he doesn't care. He would turn in his Bitcoin. He wants to be free. He doesn't want to be in jail. I don't want to be in jail. I don't want to put my kids in jail just because I, I disagree about something. So when you have those mindsets, uh, and that's kind of where you you come about with some things, that's uh, that's a little problematic. JC um, says, seems like libertarians are strongly divided between wanting Trump, DeSantis, RFK Jr., or even Biden. 2024 should be interesting. It should be. Um, and once again, Let's let's talk here. Let's let's push all these people to our side and to uh, and, and make our that that you know Overton window situation favorable to us, right? Push the left. Okay, fine. He's he's a Democrat, by the way, and then and then he's running over there. Good good for the Democrats. Uh, doesn't mean I'm going over there. Uh, make them change their window so they're a little bit more inviting. That's kind of what the libertarian idea should be, right? When we these people go out into the you know. The, compete against the GOP or whatnot. The only real purpose a lot of times you're going to have is to try to make them and bend to your side. So maybe he will help that situation. I, I don't know. I don't trust any of the left over there. Biden being an accelerationist uh, vote. Yeah, <laughs> likely there too. Um, okay, people just like this show, share it out there. Um, I've, almost, I've almost got my Tom Woods thing completed. I've got all the clips. I just have a little bit more to record. Um, we did a kill pod. I was on two podcasts recently. Okay. And, and, and I'd go to my sub stack for that. Uh, look at Tyler on, on Twitter and then go to the sub stack. You could find both of those. One was uh, with Brian McWilliams is the meme wars, meme wars. It was a fun time. We talked a little bit there. Uh, and then was the California Liberty project, uh, with Greg Gordon, uh, dude's super smart. He's a, he's got his doctorate. Um, he studies rocks. He's written for the Mises Institute a few times. So we had a real good conversation. Some of it was exactly about this. Okay. So once again, I, I know my RFK a ting, spider senses go off when people start talking about him. Uh, I, he's got to win me over and, and he's not going to, cause I'm not going to go left. I'm not going to go right. Um, I'm going to go libertarian because I'm in California. It really doesn't matter anyway. So you've got to convince me. And, and so far, I've, I'm a little suspect here. So um, if there, we can do a follow-up on this one. We read the whole thing with Matt Welch. We played some videos. He seems a little suspect. Justin O'Donnell came in hot, said he was uh, uh, basically shilling for uh, a murderer. Uh, and he Justin's going to go uh, protest. So um, I don't know. I, 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 <laughs> I don't know why I played that for Justin O'Donnell, but... Um, anyway, people, I appreciate it. Once again, just like this show. Get this, get our algorithms going up here. All right, take care, everybody. Bye. Okay, I'm leaving now. Bye, guys.
But she's back. Chick-fil-A is completely overrated. It's not that good. I prefer Zaxby's. I prefer Popeye's. Takes a tough man to make a tender forecast, Nick. And I guess that's me. <laughs> Keep fucking that chicken. For, should I vote for Dick Cheney on the Libertarian Party? Do yes. I have an obligation to vote for Dick Cheney? I would say so. Yes. Did it work for those people? <laughs> no. It never does. I mean, these people somehow delude themselves into thinking it might, but... <laughs> but it might work for us. That one dude was like, not a podcast, I can't find it anywhere, and they don't have video. <laughs> oh, yeah, Peter Janky, yeah. He's... Yeah, I blocked him. I'll do it. If he unblocks me, I'll... I'll... <laughs> He'll buy your shirt if you unblock him, Bert. He's a wigger. Yeah, nothing cooler than so a 49-year-old wigger. Like... I just started I live streaming. Cut me some slack. I'm fucking... I'm pretty high-tech for a boomer. Uh, but anyways... I'm a boomer. I...